Welcome to this week's energy show. Now, my wife filled up her car this week. It cost almost $100. The local gas prices here in San Jose are close to $5 a gallon. Now, I know California prices are really high. It's kind of crazy here. But still, the average AAA gas price around the country, according to recent data, is $3.42. Yes, yeah, so we're paying more. But gas is three and a half bucks and many places it's higher. Boy, I think back to my days in New Jersey. New Jersey was really inexpensive gas, but there's a lot of refining there. Cost of living is lower and there's fewer taxes. Anyway, the issue about gas prices is we see signs when we're driving on the road everywhere at filling stations of the price of gas. So it's in your face information. Even if you're not filling up, you see, boy, there's a five in front of that dollar per gallon amount. And it's a real big shock. But I kind of started to look into it a little bit. And the reality is that gas prices have been rock stable on an inflation adjusted basis for over 30 years. In two in 1978, I was in college then, 1978, gas prices were $2.44 a gallon on an inflation adjusted basis. In 2020, which is the first full year of gas pricing that we've got, the average gas price was $2.24. So, you know, went down 20 cents from 78 to 2020 on an inflation-adjusted basis. That's really important to consider. Now, over those last 30 years or so, the average gas mileage of a car has gone up from 15 miles per gallon in 1978 to 25 miles a gallon in 2020. So on the average, based on inflation-adjusted gas prices and mileage, in 1978, it cost 16 cents a mile to drive. In 2020, it cost 9 cents a mile to drive, on the average. And even at U.S. average gas price of $3.42 a gallon, it's still cheaper to drive a car per mile this year than it was in 1978. So... You're kind of saying gas prices, they've gone way up. Yes, they've gone up in relative terms, but in absolute terms, not really. But still, they're higher than they were, and that takes money out of people's pockets. It's bad for the economy. Unless you're in the gas business or the oil business or filling stations and things like that. And unfortunately, not only gasoline prices have gone up, but natural gas prices are up too. So our costs in the U.S., for heating homes this winter are going to be higher this year. And since a lot of electricity is still generated by natural gas, electricity costs will also go up a little bit at utilities that don't have a lot of wind and solar. And so in a nutshell, heating prices will go up, gasoline prices will go up, electricity prices will go up, and the average consumers are going to have less money to spend on other things. It's basically inflation. Now, talk about why the gas prices went up. It's not really a consistent inflationary problem. The reason why gas prices are so high, it's really simple, but some people don't like to admit it. Gas is a worldwide commodity. The price at the pump for gasoline is not set based on what the filling station owner wants to set it at or what the gas refiner wants to set it at. It's set based on worldwide supply and demand of oil and gas. When supplies are up, prices go down. It's Economics 101. And when supplies go down, prices go up. And the same thing happens with demand. When demand goes up, prices go up. And when demand goes down, prices go down. It's kind of the same thing. All right. So I mentioned the price of Crude oil is set by worldwide supply and demand. Gasoline also. So we're in a situation now, because of COVID mostly, supplies have been constrained. 
And that's because over the last year and a half with COVID, there hasn't been a lot of work done in refineries and the economies have down. Now, demand is higher now that we're getting out of this worldwide COVID pandemic. So prices are naturally up. You know, painful as it may be, the prices went up and there's very, very little, almost nothing we can do here in the U.S., nothing really significant that are going to change it right now, unless we change some of the rules related to exporting gasoline and oil, which isn't going to happen. All right, so along those lines, what happens if we just drill for more oil in the U.S.? Now, that would be good because, well, it'd be good from the oil manufacturer's standpoint, bad for the environment, but that would have an impact on U.S. supply. There'd be more supply of oil in the United States. But here's the thing. The drilling companies can sell that U.S. oil on the world markets. So if the world market price for crude is $80 a barrel, they can sell that for $80 a barrel, even though it might only cost them $50 to drill for that oil. So they're going to sell it for $80. They're not going to keep it in the U.S. It's just going to go out. And that's just kind of the way it is. It's interesting how this whole thing developed about, I don't know, maybe eight years ago or so. There's always been a law in the U.S. until about eight years ago that it was illegal to export U.S. crude oil and U.S. gasoline to foreign countries. Wanted to keep it all here. That was changed. The oil companies lobbied really, really hard to be allowed to sell U.S refined gasoline and U.S. drilled oil on the world markets that can make more money that way. Now, it hurts the U.S. consumers, but it makes more money that way. So that's what's happening. The oil companies are shipping the oil to other countries. They're going to do that. So ironically, more drilling in the U.S. is not going to have a big impact on the U.S. gas prices. Now, keep in mind that crude oil is also refined into gasoline. There's refineries all over the coastal states in the U.S. The biggest states are Texas, California, and Louisiana. I was kind of surprised about California, but heck, here in Northern California, we've got refineries in Richmond. There's a lot of refineries down in Southern California in the L.A. area. So Texas, California, and Louisiana make a lot of money from taking oil and turning it into gasoline and other byproducts. So here's a tidbit that just kind of blew me away when I looked at this statistic. In May, June, and July of 2021, spring of this year, U.S. gasoline refineries exported record amounts of gasoline. Never have we exported so much gasoline that we did in May, June, and July. That's why the gas prices are so high. We could keep that gasoline here, but the refining companies, Exxon, Chevron, etc., they can make more money by sending that gasoline, putting it into tankers, and shipping it all over the world. So what's the cause? The real cause is that they can make more money by exporting it, and that's a change that we made in the laws. Now, recently, President Biden announced that 50 million barrels will be released from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Now, this Strategic Petroleum Reserve is basically salt caverns, you know, in Texas and Louisiana and in New Mexico, et cetera, that they're empty. We drill oil from the U.S., from places around the country, And then we pour it back into these underground caverns. That's the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I don't know how many barrels of oil are in these underground reserves, but it's there just in case. You know, if there was a disaster, we couldn't import more oil. If there's some kind of problem, we got a lot of oil that's readily accessible. It's back in the ground, but it's easy to pump out. It's not like drilling a new well. So the thing is, if we were to release, and and we're going to be releasing 50 million barrels of oil into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, What's going to happen? The refiners are just going to make more gas out of this oil. 
And they're going to sell that gas wherever they make more money. So it's not going to have a significant impact on U.S. gas prices. They may not ship the actual oil that comes out of strategic petroleum reserve to other countries, but other oil that they have from their own wells, they'll ship and then they'll use this oil from the strategic petroleum reserve. So no significant impact. It's mostly just a political stunt. People are saying, hey, do something. President Biden is doing something. This kind of situation has happened before. Won't really make a dent in it. So the simple answer as to why gas prices are so high is that the gas refiners can make more money by exporting the gas. They don't keep it in the United States. They don't care about U.S. consumers. They just want to make more money and boost their stock price. I understand. I don't like it. I understand. And they also make a lot more money when the gasoline is expensive based on a percentage basis and their revenues and their income go up as the price of gasoline and oil goes up. So more oil supply and more gas supply in the U.S. will have a minimal impact on U.S. prices. Okay, so let's kind of say, all right, let's dig into why the worldwide oil and gas prices are so high, because that's having an impact on the U.S. Most analysts blame the price spikes that we've had over the last couple of years on the COVID pandemic. It's a relatively short-term spike. Maybe it'll be over in a year or so, and it started to develop about a year and a half ago when, when COVID hit. Kind of looked at the overall prices of oil over the past five years, and they've been remarkably stable at about $60 a barrel over the last five years. So what happened, you know, when the pricing was about $60, the oil companies weren't making a ton of money on drilling for oil. So they didn't spend as much money to invest in new drilling rigs and new refineries. When COVID hit, they obviously did even less drilling and refinery and people just weren't working. And COVID also dramatically reduced demand. People weren't driving into work. They weren't going to restaurants. So there was less demand, much more supply, the lower prices. I looked at the history. The price of crude oil hit a low point in the world of $20 a barrel in April 2020. Now it's 80 but it was down as low as 20. So if you're an oil trader and you kind of were clever, they're doing really well now. It's probably going to sink down to 60 again, but it hit a low point in the midst of the COVID crisis in April of 2020. Now that the world is starting to recover from COVID, demand is going back up. Now, supply doesn't ramp up as fast. It takes time to build new production capacity or to get these refineries back in action and then ship the oil around where they need to it. But, you know, the drillers and refiners are going back to work full time as long as they can profitably drill for oil and sell the gasoline that they're refining. But it takes, you know, it takes a year or two to kind of get this all cranked up again. In the meantime, the worldwide prices are going way up now. Remember, we have a supply shortage because we haven't been really prepared for getting out of COVID. And the demand has increased because we're coming out of COVID. That's why oil prices are about $80 a barrel now on the worldwide market. And that's reflected in the prices in the U.S. So when are gas prices going to go down? My guess is that they're likely to coast down to $60 again as we recover from the COVID pandemic and as production supplies ramp back up again. More U.S. drilling, oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve isn't going to help. All right. So unfortunately, most of my explanation here is there ain't not a lot we can do about these high gas prices. There's nothing we can do. There's zero we can do. There's not. A, I mean, the only thing we can really do is change the laws to prevent the oil and gas companies from exporting gas and oil when there's these shortages. But that's never going to happen. So all we can really do as drivers with people with cars or people that are heating our homes or whatever, we just have to cope. So when it comes to driving, the obvious gas price coping strategies are get a car with higher mileage, 
get a hybrid car, which is going to, you know, once again, it's going to be higher mileage. The most sustainable thing to do, and I'm not using the term sustainably in an environmental perspective, I'm just using it in terms of what can you do that's going to solve the problem permanently, is get an electric vehicle. Because then you're Cost to drive the car will be based on electricity rates. Eh, you got to worry about maybe electricity rates not continuing to go down. But if you're on the right kind of electric rate here in California, they have the EV rates. Your fuel prices are going to be much, much lower. Fuel is electricity. And the fuel prices are dirt cheap. If you've got solar installed and you're charging with your own solar electricity, I mean, I kind of looked at at my cost of the systems that I put in. It's less than 10 cents a kilowatt hour for the electricity I pay on a fully amortized basis over the life of the system. So, you know, even though my wife filled up her car and it cost a hundred bucks, about $90, when I looked at how much it costs to fill up my EV with a 270 mile range, it's about $9. It's kind of nothing. And that's with my own solar. If I were to use utility power at the off-peak rate, maybe $20 to fill up my tank. Much, much better than the 90 bucks it's going to cost with a regular car. So things to keep in mind. Conclusion, gas is a worldwide commodity. High gas prices are due to worldwide oil and gas prices. And the reason why we're stuck in this trap is that if gas companies or oil companies can make more money by exporting their product, they're going to do that. They're not going to keep in the U.S. So worldwide prices went up because of COVID. And the only solution to these high prices for consumers is to get a more fuel-efficient car or an EV. All right, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts.